while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Back to South Coast tonight. Hey man, um, so we're taking your phone calls at five oh eight. We actually have a couple on the line. Nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go to the lines. Let's get to them. <clears throat> Good evening. You're live. Hello. You were live. Now you're not. Good evening. You're live. I know how that feels. <laughs> I'm live now. Hey, uh, hey, I forgot to tell you guys something. You crack up over this. Me and my buddy are in the mall tonight. I had to go to the uh, phone store for a cell phone. So we walked around the mall after, and we went into uh, Newberry Comics. Okay. We were talking to this girl about music, you know, younger girl, and Lady Gaga was brought up. And I said, Lady Gaga sucks. She's an imitation of Madonna. And I said a couple other things. This 30-year-old girl went off threatening she's going to kick my rear end. And uh, I'm just like... Over your opinion of Lady Gaga? Uh, yeah, over opinion of Lady Gaga. Not Lady I, Gaga's uh, dog. Nah. Not a dog walker who was shot. That I'd be angry with you about. But but um, so you know she might want to um, maybe get Prozac. I don't I don't know. Something's wrong with me. And I was messing with her. I didn't get mad. I just messed with her a little. I said, you know, I was a Gold Gloves boxer. Well, don't. I shouldn't she say didn't that. Even, she didn't that's even know what the hell I was talking about. That's probably good. Go, she doesn't that's know what good. a gold glove sparkler is. Yeah. I would say I mean, this. Um, stick to people your own age when you're making jokes. I find that helps my, my jokes. <laughs> Sometimes they get them more. Thanks, man. Yeah, Thanks, man. 30, but she's th- hold on. She's 30 years old. She should be mature enough. I, I agree. But, I, I agree, but, but some don't people, test it in the field. Yeah, something. <laughs> you know, man. Hey, you can imagine that, though. If I was to get into a fight with her, do you, no, please do you don't. Please, please. Yes, right. I know what would happen to let's you. Not, let's not. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you go on that topic of conversation. You'd be in jail, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't talk about fighting girls people. or people. No, men or women. Don't call in and say I'm gonna fight somebody. Or what if I fought well, somebody? I, but well, we'll, let's listen. Don't expect us to go along with the conversation. <laughs> I don't want to restrict them that much. All right, we got calls coming in. So, good evening. You're live. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, so do you guys have the theme from Mash? You know the uh, the Hawkeye Pierce and everything. This is kind of like a history lesson, here, But you were talking about the Secretary of State in in the uh, in the election. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two things. We'll go to. Uh, the candidates that ran against Bill Gallivan at the time, kind of in, you know, it's, it's memory lane. But what is the biggest thing that that office does? And I know you're going to say elections. No, nope, no, nope, securities. 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 Correct. It decides, the, you're going to bring up Apple? No, 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 I'm not. So I'm not Apple Computer, when it went on sale in either 1979 or 1980, when Apple Computer went public, the then Secretary of State, Conley, 
said he thought he thought personal computers were going to be a flash in history, and he didn't think the Commonwealth people in the Commonwealth should get their money taken. So he didn't allow okay. Apple like computers to be sold in Massachusetts. Yep. Correct. Okay. But so working with the conference Smith, they're also he's also responsible for they have these brown fields and, and the cleanups. So oh, really? they are respons- he's responsible for directly giving out the grants for historic and in, in, uh, in tax breaks, tax credits. So we've done a few. Chuck Franklin on the phone. <laughs> I'm sorry? Get Chuck Franklin on the phone. Well, no, no, no. But, but anyways, so it's all about horse training, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very powerful office. And just to go back down memory lane, do you know who ran against Bill Galvin when he first ran? My dear friend, Mayor Mike Capuano at the time, Congress. Really? No kidding. And, uh, and Augie Grace. So think about what his competition was and what Mike Capuano became. But that office, Chris and Marcus, is a very powerful office. People think Secretary of State, you know, elections like you're talking regulations, but they're responsible for giving out the tax credits, historic tax credits, which which is a big fundraiser for the guy. I, I, I think he's invincible. I agree he's invincible. He's, he's totally invincible, job. yeah. <clears throat> he has done a good job. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks for the call. That's very interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting, actually. I learned something. I thought the, the sale of securities was a big deal, but giving out the brownfields, um, yeah. the historic credits, that's a big deal. That is a huge a deal. A lot of money. Um, 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, what's up? Let's get back to Friday. The mayor's race, or the mayor, the replacement for the mayor. Yes. Uh, I threw out Chris Markey. Uh, you guys kind of, eh, no, uh. So being an equal opportunity employer, how about Joe Lopes running uh, running a city? I've guide? heard that name. Now, I know, uh, you know, Chris, in the past, one of your pieces of advice to Joe Lopes was, why didn't he, didn't he run for a, uh, a council at large? Yes. Am I right? I okay. agree. Yep. Um, you think it's a possibility? What do you guys think? Uh, no. So here's here's my thing. Okay. So listen, I like Ryan. I, I think he's a. I think he's a good. I think he's None a good guy. Ryan. And he ran, against Ryan. And he, and he, and he, and he, and it's nothing against Ryan. Joe Lopes. Joe Lopes may have had some shortcomings with constituent services, which is mm-hmm. probably which cost him the election. Okay. But his mm-hmm. performance, I think, as a counselor, his knowledge of the procedural, the laws very and all good. that other stuff, mm-hmm. was very, very good. Yes. I think, I actually do think he would be a strong male candidate had he not lost his ward seat. So, um, so that's, I think that's the, I think you might see uh, Lopes try to do the thing he maybe should have done. This um, time. Uh, last time, this time, and, and run for run for at large, particularly if the seat vacates, and you know if the seat vacates, and all of that stuff, all that wish casting that we're doing. Um, I think you could see him running for at large. I think he might do it anyway. So, he, Carla, here's, here's yep. my thoughts on Joe Lopes. Okay, good. I know that he has retained the support of some very influential, deep pocketed guys. Yeah, who were with him the with him last time, and he mm-hmm. didn't make it, mm-hmm. and they're still with him. Mm-hmm. So I think if Joe Lopes, <clears throat> again, given what the, you have to look at the field and all that stuff, but I think if Joe Lopes, even without a council seat, decided for an open mayor's race mm-hmm. that he was going to go for it, I think he has guys that would go with him. And guys, the kind of guys you need to go with you. Mm-hmm. I think that, that he impressed a lot of people when he's on the council. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're invincible, obviously. No, no, obviously. no, one's, in, no one's invincible. No one is. But... um. But let me put a put a comma here, okay. or maybe a period. 
he took a city job. Very difficult to go from a city employee to a candidate for mayor with the ability to raise money. You think he would have to give up the city job in uh, order to do that? I do. I don't see how he, he gets through it eth- ethically. To, to run. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see how ethically he could do it. Um, well, he he had his office. You're talking about for mayor or for council? Because he, he had his office last you know, time. I mean, he had his job last time. I would say the um, to, for mayor. Oh, for mayor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think you can sit in that seat and run for mayor. It's no, you, yeah, I don't think so at all. You can't have that job and run for mayor. No, yeah, yeah. I could, so, I could be now proven what, wrong. What exactly is the job that he has? He's on the workforce and investment. Bureau, yeah, he's WIB. involved with yeah. WIB, which is a workforce yeah. development. They take in city, state, and federal money. Well, he was involved with that while he was on the council. Wasn't no, I, yeah, I know. he was. I yeah, know. he was. But I think when you well, I think you probably just have to generally quit your job to run for mayor anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I just I wonder how he could manage all of that together. I, I think I think you I, honestly I think I think Lopes is. Uh, I like Joe. Joe's a personal oh, yeah, so friend. I, yeah. He's a personal friend of mine. Yeah. And I think he's a great guy. Um, and I honestly, again, this isn't nothing against Ryan, who ran a great campaign, I think has really made a splash in his in his first year as counselor. But um, Joe, Joe Lopes really knew, like, the ins and outs of running the council. Yeah. Like, he was, poli- like, in terms of the, in terms he, of the procedural stuff. On TV when yeah, I and he him. was he was really polished. He knew the financial stuff and all mm-hmm. of that. He had a really good command of, of financial stuff. He was mm-hmm. actually chair of finance at one point when he wasn't city council president. So I, I can tell he, you that. I think, actually, if he ran for at-large, I think he, he, you know, and if there was a seat open and all that, I think he'd be a strong asset to the at-large slate. I think, he, I think that if he didn't run, he would be hurting himself. He should have run the last time. You know, uh, just in my own personal life, mm-hmm. the guy I beat for the board of selectmen who'd been there a long time and knew everything um, except how to win elections that one mm-hmm. year, uh, he, he there was an open seat the following year. He came back. He was on the board of selectmen. He and I worked together for two years. We did we we did some important stuff together. We got along personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot from him. I actually felt bad that I beat him, really, because I thought the guy was a real value, a value mm-hmm. I didn't even understand. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would imagine that should Joe come back, he and Ryan would probably work well together, actually. Yeah, I, th- I think they would. I don't yeah. think there'd be any ill feeling there. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I've put up two people uh, last week and <laughs> this week. Who are you guys putting up from the bushes? So, um, there are some obvious ones. But let me make some not so obvious yes, ones. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. How about Jane Gonzalez? And yeah. I say that, uh-huh. former Ward 5 Council, for those who don't remember, uh-huh. she's now overseeing the ARPA funds for the Bristol County Commission. Okay. Okay. She's, she's in the insurance industry, private sector, um, homeowner in Ward 5, mm-hmm. very well known, mm-hmm. has never left the political scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that she would want to, but I know that certainly in my personal conversation to over the years... I've always felt that Jane Gonzalez had something to offer the city as a, as a possible mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Strong personality. Really strong personality. Doesn't take garbage from anybody. Yep. Right? You know that. Yep. And, um, and the fact that she's back in it and running the ARPA funds mm-hmm. for, the, for Bristol County. Um, she's got good relationships with a lot of people in the city, department heads and counselors. Um, I would say that if we're playing this game, and I love this game, the Jane Gonzalez has got to be on everybody's short list. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. How about Marcus? What do you got, Marcus? For an out of the yeah, like, an out of the bushes uh, type of person to, you know, run for mayor. 
I mean, does what about Chris's? You talk about Chris Markey. What about his brother John? I like right? that. that oh, I mean, was that again? Chris, we talked about Chris Markey. Yep. What about his brother John, who's a, like a really successful lawyer in the city, and okay. you know has that same has that same name recognition? Yeah, well, it'd be even more so with the name John. John Markey Jr. Where's that again? Yeah. Right, and I think right. he lives in the city. I'm not sure, but I believe he lives in New Bedford. Well, yeah. you know, to me, that living in the city, that's just a matter of changing the dresses, and you know, you're in that sort of stuff. Any chance uh, Scott Lang would come back? You know. I think Scott would have to take a hard look at it. Um, I if Scott if Scott let's if the seats oh, open and Scott runs, he's immediately the front runner. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, immediately. He would he would push anybody with a sense out of the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's well liked. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that Scott would take a. I I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say Scott would take a hard look at it. Yeah, I do think he would. Now. Life, you know, moves on, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know how his family would feel about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how his the rest of the people at his firm would feel about it. He's a crucial member of that firm, but he was able to do it the last time. How many years was he mayor? Eight. Eight years? Not mm. sure. Okay. Six, eight. No, no, maybe six. Um, three, two, uh, two three-year terms. I mean, two, uh, three two-year terms. I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um. I would say that he loves it. He loves the city. Yes, he does. Um, There's no question. He, um, I would imagine. He's accessible to, he was accessible to almost everyone. That's he, why he was always late for meetings. As, as I said to you, as I said to what, someone else earlier, Scott Lang is one of the few guys that left the mayor's office on his shield. He left on his own, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. And he, his reputation was never dinged. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone loves him, you know, no. but. Or that, you know, they didn't make mistakes. Everyone has has flaws. Everyone can pick out something. But I'm saying, universally, Scott Lang is appreciated and liked by the city. And I think that he would be welcomed back. But does it fit into his life mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Could be. Could be. But I'll tell you what, he's still... <laughs> let me just... I don't think I'm talking out of school when I say... When you talk to potential candidates for mayor... They're all terrified that Scott might come back. Yeah, right? well, always. They're all terrified. Hopefully, we could get somebody good. Some of the uh, some of the opposition that Mia Mitchell has had is less than stellar. <laughs> let's face it. Okay, I agree. Yeah. All right. So hopefully, you guys got Mitchell out of here. He's out of here, as far as you guys are concerned. He's out of here. And, and again, count him just, out. One, just... two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> promoted, you guys are promoted, putting your cards so. close to your vest, but you know something that everybody else doesn't know, and you're not saying. So he's out of here. You know, John Mitchell is promoted. Fine. Promoted. Well, all right. If you want to call it that, that's fine. You know. Uh, but uh, let me ask you another question. Do you think the four-year term was a mistake? I do. Yes. Yes. Big time. Emphatically. I do. I think that you. You know, when you look at the turnout for the years. Where it's just council and you school committee, you, you don't get, get it. it. Yeah, yeah, you don't get it, would, and that's bad. Would you be able to, let's say, compromise and go three years rather than two? No, I think you do because then that, that I mean, that kind of puts everything off kilter. Yeah, no, I think you got to go back you, to two. You'd have to go back to two because then you'd have you'd have elections and even years and all of that. Would you know, those people who promoted the four year term back you'd ha- there? You'd also have. I think you'd find a new group to promote it. Yeah. I think that there's a group out there to include Scott Lang 
that sees the four-year term as a mistake. Well, he saw that right away. And, he did. But again, Scott Lang, unfortunately, he's like the guy that comes to the fire after the building's burned down with a, with a pail of water, you know? <laughs> I like the guy, don't get me wrong, but he, he's, he's kind of late to the dance a lot of times, you know? He, and, um, uh, you know. He he took out those ads yes. in, in the election year that, that they had it. Yes, late, um, late. And we had... We tried to get a conversation going, but they stomped, they stampeded that thing. Now again, they 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 not like they did it secretly. They did it. They follow process and it happened. But I think that a lot of people today um, can find a problem with a four year term. Hey, listen, we got to take this break. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. We'll take this break. Bye-bye. Break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast tonight. Well, um, so I guess we'll talk about it. Um, so. Uh huh. This the quote unquote squad came to uh, to Boston, right? And uh, AOC, uh, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ariana Presley, who I guess is a member. You know, I actually thought I wasn't sure if she was going to end up being a member. Because what did you protest Israel? Because she because she <laughs> because she uh, endorsed Warren in the primary uh, in the in the Democratic uh, presidential primary. But uh, they came to Boston. They were pushing for. I guess there's going to be a series of events in Boston with AOC, Corey Bush, who um, you know want to want to knocked out a longtime incumbent in uh, Missouri, uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and I think Ilhan Omar um, are going to Boston, and they talk specifically about questions one and questions four, and and um, their support of that, I guess, to drive turnout maybe uh, for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming um, election. What does that tell you? Um. It tells me, Marcus, um, that they're bored because <laughs> I would think that there are other places in the country they could do what I would call damage, but more more, more good for the Democrats than than a place where there's no competitive elections. Well, I think right. I think they're. I think they're, I don't think they sell well in New Hampshire. No, I think what they're trying to do is push for. I think they're trying to push for getting those ballot questions enacted. I think that's the the goal. So uh, my my theory on that, Marcus, has always been when out-of-town people, which obviously doesn't include Ayanna Presley because she's a local person, but when someone from another state shows up to tell you how to vote for a ballot question that only affects you, or even, even sometimes for candidates, unless it's just to raise money, uh, or to say I'm in leadership and I'm going to be taking this person under my wing, say like McCarthy with Fung or um, or Pelosi with other candidates, um, <clears throat> that communicates to the voters. But I think that this is such a pure local issue that I don't think. So I think that <clears throat> anyone that AOC has a lot of influence with has already made their mind up, don't you? Um, I think that's probably true. Maybe trying to gin up uh, turnout. I think you mentioned. I guess. Yeah. I guess gin up turnout is the only thing I can think of because in Boston, yeah, I think you know that's Ianna Presley's district is seventy five percent of Boston. Right. Right. So I think that probably her. You're right. I think her influence there and Ed Markey, you know, won Boston overwhelmingly uh, in the in the Senate primary yeah. and all that. That's where the like that's where the real enclave of, of progressive votes are. So. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it is. It's an interesting decision. And you, and you said through, through looking at some some of the the stuff that's out there that they're doing a fundraiser at least one in Cambridge. Yeah, um, that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Because AOC and uh, the whole squad, 
are, are progressive celebrities. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't mean that in an insult, insulting way. I mean, they are. You've got to be a celebrity to be a, a successful elected official. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. And um, the and sometimes Capuano, celebrities right? themselves. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And sometimes celebrities. He's extraordinarily competent. And look yeah. what happened to him. Right. You know what's interesting about that race is that Capuano was one of the most appreciably progressive people in yes. Congress. He just voted, didn't look the part. He voted against the Iraq War. He uh, he voted against, I think, against the Afghanistan War, too. He supported Medicare for all for, for a decade. He was a legislative mechanic. Over a decade. Yeah. And, 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 he, lost to, and he, he lost to Presley. And, and this is... Presley said this herself because she represents the changing demographics right. in the district. He had the, the wrong district. last name. The yeah. wrong... Um, it just, you know, the district got away from him. Um, yeah. But he was a, he was an extraordinarily talented congressman. And as you point out, he had no ideological issues with, with Presley. He was probably more liberal than her, actually. Throughout his, throughout his entire congressional career, throughout his entire political career, he absolutely was. Right. It's and, not even close. And he put... He put legislation on the board, yeah, which is difficult. Yes, right. I mean, anyone can talk about talk a good game, but anyway, the point is they're celebrities, and so people who pay money to get that picture taken with, with with the whole squad. Yeah. So I would imagine I was telling Marcus that I went to a to a Democrat congressional campaign committee dinner years ago, and how it worked in the in Massachusetts, we were up in Boston, is everyone was at a table. Each table had an empty seat. And every 10 or 15 minutes, they would rotate a different Massachusetts congressman through the city of a table. And they were there with the road builders and the this group and the that group and all the lobbyists. And so everyone got 10 or 15 minutes with a different congressman. And they raised an extraordinary sum of money yeah. that day. And so I would imagine it's something similar to that, right? You go to a dinner in Cambridge, you get to be the whole squads there. I don't know what the number is. It's got to be 10 grand. Yeah. Um, and that money either goes to their PACs or splits it with a DCCC. Um, so it's... Um, I wonder how much coordination there is with the DCCC because the DCCC, I think, explicitly said they will not support any political action committees that primary incumbents. So as, as I started to say it, Marcus, I, I, I was glad I, I had the caveat their own PACs yeah, because right. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and then also, in this day and age of what they're trying to do, it would be extraordinarily foolish on their part to get their people to write checks to something they don't control. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it'll come out, you know, wh- who it was. Yeah. And, and it's nothing like money nothing going is- to like Henry, Henry uh, Quaylar right. in, in Texas. And example. it may be, Marcus, that they were actually here to raise money for question one or question could four. Be. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe I could see either one of those, but certainly question four. Um would have a national appeal to their base, yeah. right, of the driver's licenses. So um, they may be doing a fundraising for that, um, which, by the way, I, ju- I just want to say that I haven't seen anything on Question 4 yet on television. Um, I saw the first time I saw opposition to Question 1 was this afternoon. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of pro-Question 1 vote yes on 1, but I saw um, my first... And it seemed like it was a nonstop loop of Boston TV ads for... And again, folks, I do this for you. I watch Boston and Providence News yeah. mornings and evenings just to be able to report this back to you so you don't have to. The um, It seemed like a loop of the vote no on question one. So I went to the website and looked it up. 
they went from having no activity. They're, they get ten million bucks now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ten million bucks. You can tell from where the money's come from. It's mostly big donors, corporate donors, because corporates can give the ballots questions, right? So you've got some people giving three, four hundred grand, but also mixed in there. They must be using the old CLT list, Citizen Saloon Taxation. Because I noticed there are a number of small donors from Bristol County. Yeah. A Taunton, a North Dartmouth, you know, and then of course all over the state. And the Citizens for Limited Taxation are the people behind the 62F law everybody's talking about, yes, right? Yes, from 86. Yeah. Okay. And Barbara Anderson, God rest her soul, she died a number of years ago. Um, Chip Ford is still around. He's one of the last of the Mohegans. But um, so you're seeing that at least. They're doing something. Yes. Um, the question one, people have been up, out there a lot earlier. They've been out there for a long time. Yeah. And the reason I say that is that they had to gather all those signatures. And that in and of itself is an extraordinary effort. And I applaud, even though I don't agree with them, their efforts to do it. Yes. Okay. So the fact is they've got a real team, a real grassroots team in place because they had to gather those signatures year after year. Um grassroots is is such a is such a buzzword now everybody says grassroots but they it, are it, it almost it almost i know it's it's just it's i like the term lost. astroturf yeah because that's the ones you buy yeah yeah i like that astroturf, astroturf is pretty good so um yeah so you know the, the other thing i was reading in politico and lisa kashinsky's um rundown of of the squad's visit to boston okay and uh basically she was talking about how, because they're, what they're trying to say is their ideas are having momentum. Like, there's conversations now about student debt relief, right? Or right. there's action been done true. at the executive level on student debt relief. Yeah, I think there's been some marginal, marginal movement to, or at least nodding to more progressive policies at the national level. And especially at the, well, and this is my point, especially at the state level. So, so they were talking about how, um, basically, uh, our revolution, Massachusetts, and... Uh, progressive mass, their slate of endorsed candidates, not a single one of them won, right? And I think the problem is it's not because progressive ideas are losing in Massachusetts. Bad candidates. It's because losers pick losers. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. And, and, uh, And it's just like a lot of this is, I mean, because you look at like the difference between uh, and Sonia Chang Diaz was obviously she was a, a you know leader in the state house for however long she was in the Senate and all of that. A lot of where every Democrat gets a chairmanship. Yeah, true. So, um, so, but a lot of like, um, uh, like Maury Healy isn't like a she's not a blue dog, right? She's not a blue dog Democrat. I mean. You know, you've got Andrea Campbell's a pretty progressive, I think, legislate, uh, um, not legislature, uh, was a pretty progressive city councilor and was endorsed by Boston Globe. The the big right. issue with her is the charter schools, which, I mean, frankly, I, I like Ayanna Presley uh, uh, as like, I think she's a great, good candidate. I uh, don't like the charter school affiliation either myself, but um, that's really, that's the like the one wedge issue between her and like. Shanelis Word and Clinton, uh, Quentin, Quentin Palfrey. They pick Quentin Palfrey, who did win the, who did win the, um, who did win the 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 party uh, convention vote, which shows you how much that matters. So but, I, I am not a fan of charter schools either, Marcus. I've talked about yeah. repeatedly, and um, but I think our perspective 
is certainly different than um, Ayanna Presley's perspective. I'm talking about life perspective. Or, or Andrea Campbell's. Yes. Um, you and I grew up in, in really nice towns. Yeah. With well-funded public schools. Right. And and I, I want to... our parents knew the teachers. I do want to say, like, most of the people... Like, I, I actually did, you know, some work in our revolution, Massachusetts, when I was campaigning for Bernie and all of that. And there were some really good people that I worked with. But... Uh, and so I didn't want to say everybody's, like, a loser. But sometimes... Uh, <laughs> But sometimes, but you, it felt good saying it. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just get caught up in the like the like you get when you're in that when you're in the that those types of groups you get too caught up in the minutia of stuff. You know, I watch I watched how the cities burn after the George Floyd riots. No, I know how it can, people can get caught up. Yeah, well, that's I think a little different. You know, oh, a guy was yeah, a guy was casually executed on the pavement, and I think there was a visceral reaction to it. So, um, but but what I'm trying to say is I think when you when you get too caught up in the minutiae or you get too caught up in saying we're going to pick i think what they did was they had this strategy of we're going to pick the different candidate we're going to pick the edgier candidate right and that and the only the only look at cameron costa versus chris markey yeah what right. else did you need right well that's the the point is the point is i think well i think there's some more legitimate policy differences between those two but like there isn't that much but the candidate was terrible but, but what i'm saying is there isn't that much difference between quentin palfrey and andrea campbell there isn't much that, that much oh, difference I see between i see some of the statewide level there isn't that much difference the legislative i think there's fundamental differences between cameron costa and chris markey um there's the differences but <laughs> yeah one's going to the legislature one's not <laughs> yeah, well well uh, i think there's there wasn't a lot of difference between Palfrey and, and Campbell. There wasn't a lot of difference between uh, Dempsey and Desaglio. There wasn't a lot of difference between. Um, well, there was a lot of different. I mean, picking Tanisha Sullivan, I, I think you had to know that you were you were hitching your wagon to 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 a loser at that point, right? Because Bill Galvin's track record is 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 so is so good. But the, what I'm saying is the mistake that they're making these progressive groups like Progressive Massachusetts and Our Revolution, not to say that they're losers because they're hardworking people that want to do better for the Commonwealth, is that um, they are trying to pick these candidates that don't actually i mean chris dempsey had a shot at winning he was the only one they're trying to pick these more edgier candidates and instead of endorsing instead of endorsing somebody who is progressive and actually can win they're picking these more like edgier candidates and now they're making it look like oh nobody wants progressives here in massachusetts they're making it worse i think they're making their movement worse by picking by hitching their wagons to candidates like Tanisha Sullivan and Quentin Palfrey. And I like Quentin Palfrey a lot, but candidates that really didn't have a chance. Is it possible that they're picking candidates who will, who they believe are malleable to exactly whatever they want, as opposed to able to win and they don't want him to win I mean, if they, unless they're totally malleable? You got to say Quentin Palfrey is pretty malleable because he he couldn't go qu- he couldn't hitch his wagon qu- wagon quicker to Andrea Campbell. Right. It was it was almost it was almost like. A, it was almost masochistic the way he was standing out there with her sign and all of that. I mean, really, it was bad. I like Quentin Palfrey. He he came in. He talked a good. He 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 talked a really good game, and I liked it a lot. I was I was like, this guy's good. He's obviously an experienced candidate. I know how papers get caught up, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. And I and I didn't I didn't vote for him. But what I'm saying is, like he. T- I didn't actually have the opportunity. I think he dropped out before I could anyway. He, but 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 the but the problem is, you should have early voted. Yeah, right. The problem is. Um, that that he immediately jettisoned everything he believed in to go hitch on, or everything he said he believed in to go hitch his wagon to Andrea Campbell. So the, um, I think both political parties, I think the Democrats are obviously going to have a hell of a year yeah. here in Massachusetts. 
what, what happens to the rest of the country still very much remains to be seen. But certainly in Massachusetts, the Democrats are going to do very well. And then it may be four years of massive infighting. Yeah. The Republicans are going to have to have a rebuild session, right? Yeah. Um, the Republicans may be grateful that they lost. Yeah. Right? Because they'll have a clean slate. They'll have the ability to say, you're out, you're in, you're out, right? Um, the guys are staying power. will still be at the table. Jeff Deal will be driving Uber. <laughs> Andrea Campbell will be calling him and then complaining about him. Um, you know, what do you mean? Well, she'll, she'll order an Uber driver, then she'll complain about him. <laughs> Andrea Campbell is something. She's nuts. I mean, there's something wrong with You're her. talking about Rayla Campbell. Rayla Campbell. I'm sorry. Jesus. I'm glad you're here to correct me. I'm glad you're here to correct no me. No kidding. Rayla like, Campbell, the cuckoo doing, bird. Man? The cuckoo bird. What are you doing? I'm trying um, to get her on the show, and you're over here telling her she's going to hail Jeff Deal's cab. Well, that's oh. still possible. 508 <laughs> She'll have the pocket money to use it. <laughs> what you should have said to me is Rayla Camp won't be able to afford Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, I'm back. Hey, I just want to clarify something really quick. I would have, I would have not put my hands on that one. We, 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 know, we know. We don't have to clarify. We, we don't have to clarify. Thanks for by the, the way, call, By the way, we already traced your call and gave it to the sheriff. No, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Way, that, I'm joking. That was funny when Marcus hung up on me. Though it's like, oh, we gotta go. Oh, well, we did. We had to go to take a commercial. Yeah, we, we we had to take. We had a lot of. We had a few callers lined up. Yeah, but plus, yeah, yeah. If you hit a woman, you're gonna get yourself in a lot of trouble. Yes, so, please don't. Yeah, yeah we, right. we can't advocate. That. All right, thank we, you. I'm gonna do that again because I didn't want to continue that conversation. Right. No. I appreciate. I appreciate. Uh, I think yeah, it was clear but, anyway. But yeah. Marcus, so the uh, my point being is that the Republicans are gonna have a shakeout, but I do think. It's going to be the night of the long knives among the Democrats. <laughs> the night the, among the Democrats, among the Democrats, as they start to jockey for power, as they start, you know, it's all well and good when you got a Republican governor and you're the Democrat Speaker of the House. You can tell the governor, yeah, my Democrats, but when you're all in the same party, yeah, it begins to become a lot more difficult. Yeah, who's the real winner? 508-996-0500. Let's take a break. 1420W. Anyway. Anyway. So we were asking. So we should have asked this. And maybe if we have the debate here um, on WBSM uh, for auditor, we can ask this. Is And this candidate will, earn, will have earned my vote if they answer this question adequately. And it's, you know, are you going to audit the missing the circumstances surrounding the missing Ernestina Wood. <laughs> That's not a bad question at all. That's your story, right? Well, Ken, Pitt, you and Pittman. Pittman was on that. So what happened was, just to tell you, that not to drag this is a while again, ago. Yeah. I used to, I grew up right across from where they were stir, stirring the Ernestina Wood in Freetown. Quiddicus Pond, yep. which is the drinking water supply for And I used city. to go up there and walk my dog. And a number of years ago, I saw the wood and I thought, what's that wood doing on the woods? And that was after it had been moved out there, which meant it was no longer on the cameras. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, that's really valuable wood. How would I get it out of here? <laughs> that's, what that's, what you, that's what you call pulling a thread. <laughs> I was thinking, how would I get a truck in here, right? Yeah. So then when I heard later from Scott Lang that the Ernestina wood was missing, I said, I saw that wood. It's in the woods. And then it turns out someone came in a flatbed anyway. We've um, it was Ken Pittman who who really worked that story. He did. He Probably really the worked that story. Yeah. 
yeah, Ken's a great private investigator and really worked that story. So if we can figure that, we 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 do we get to the we didn't get to the the the, the final conclusion. By the way, I do want to say something. A, a very sad note that I just learned. Oh no, that Jane Gonzalez's mother just died a few days ago. Oh, which I didn't know, and I I'm, my heart goes out to Jane. I knew her mother, um, and I knew I know her sister, um, and really uh, my heart goes out to the entire and Gonzalez family. Uh, for the law, and her, I know her brother. Yeah. Uh, for the loss of their mom, who was really nice, and I knew her through all the political events with Jane over the years. I got to know her, and um, I'm sorry. I just Hank Jurgen just told me her mother died on the 23rd. Oh, so sorry. I'm really sorry. Anyway, that's um, that's a terrible way to end the show, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I well, we, up, we got ten minutes now, and oh, you, 10 minutes, you right. just you just shifted the tonality I of did, it. But I was bringing up Jane as a candidate for mayor. Let's light some candidate, and, uh, maybe some candles. Well, and, here's the thing: now she'll have a little bit of free time, and she'll have time to mourn. <laughs> but maybe, maybe Jane is the next female mayor, and maybe she'll do it in honor of her mother. I don't know. But I, I just as I was as I was I got I was looking at my messages here that I had gotten yeah it's it's not great radio I get it you're, you're trying so hard because I, I really mean it I, I may, maybe maybe Hank should you're have texted so me hard. the obituary and I saw the picture of the lovely woman so I felt compelled to give my wishes oh. the woman had died and I, I heartfelt condolences that. Um, <laughs> That, um, you know, it's uh, live radio. All right, so there's good news that I learned, and that's, um, there's good news that I learned. Uh, We were talking about good news earlier, is that uh, Jupiter is closest to Earth tonight than it's been since 1963. Um, So that's good news. Unless you're a Kennedy family member. I mean, 63 wasn't a good news. That was not a good year. That wasn't a good year. Well, here's the thing. It was kind of a good year up until the end, <laughs> right? Um, yes, it was a good year, right? You, you know, <laughs> for all of us for, until the end, for, right? until the until until November twenty second. So really, the end of the year. There was there was a, a solid ten months that year where I think if you were a Kennedy, you you were feeling pretty good. You know, he, he I, you know. Well, let's he, face it: if you're a Kennedy, you're feeling good now and dining out. And what happened at sixty three ever since? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Up until Joe K three, everyone had made. A good career decision based off what had happened in 63. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Joe K3, it was over. Hey, do you want to do, um, do you want to do a Kennedy? We, we did that on your old show. You want to do a Kennedy episode? Yeah, the assassination. Like assassinate, assassination, I assassination. I think the assassination stuff is, is fantastic. It drives callers too. People love it. People love it. It's a lot of time to bone up on it. Yeah. You, so November. Yeah, November twenty second, we can do the uh, Kennedy assassination show. The um, we can get there's a lot of good knowledgeable people on that subject. I remember you had an expert or for the, uh, a guy who was like an expert on Sirhan Sirhan, the guy who killed Bobby Kennedy. So he was recently involved in the digging of Jimmy Hoffa for Jimmy Hoffa's body. At um, we covered that in the show as well. Um, the um, He's also pretty pretty knowledgeable on the MLK assassination, as well as the uh, the the RFK assassination, and the Hoffa assassination. Yeah. Um, and um, I swear, if I keep talking, now his name will pop into my mind. But he 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 got even the FBI to go dig up a, a, a dump in New Jersey, looking for Hoffa's body. Turns out his body wasn't there. Um, the it was all, he had a theory. 
that Hoffa was killed and then transported across country and buried in a landfill in New Jersey. And I thought, I've interviewed a lot of mob guys. I've met some outside of the studio. The key is to not be with a dead body. Yeah, right. Not to take it cross country. It's not weekend at Bernie's. You get rid of the body. Well, that's why when Chris uh, Moltisanti was digging up the redigging up the dead body, and Tony was giving him a hard time about right. it, and he's right. like, oh, "I don't know. It's like the regularness of life is too much for me." <laughs> right. We gotta right? take this break. We'll be right back. Vote. We've got we've got a whole week ahead of us. Yes. I've been trying not to have the Sunday scaries as much anymore, and I think this show is helping me not okay. have it because I have something to look forward to. I'm like, oh wait, I've got the chairman of Ways and Means coming right. into the show, and Anthony Amori. Like, I should, I should, I should look forward to that and not and not dread my work week. Um, and so I think that's actually helped. But we've got a full week ahead of us. Uh, we have. Uh, Jake Auchincloss, I believe, is calling in Thursday, and then we've got some other irons in the fire, so you'll have to stay tuned and and listen in, because I think we've got some, you know, we've got a good lineup, and we're just going to have some, I think, good conversations about what's going on here locally, what's going on here in the state level. If, if that doesn't work out, too, I could just talk about my... My um, my iPhone well, battery well, and how it's well, just what, been a big pain. What Chris will do is find more people that died and then somberly discuss it for everybody on the air. You know, by the way, I, <laughs> I, I, I asked Mark to do a segment like that because I always found that people were missing out on who had died, including myself. Yeah, yeah. The, the newspaper is so anemic now, right? That, <laughs> anemic, yeah. Right? That I said, how yeah. comes WBSM doesn't just take over the obituary business because we have more reach than anybody. Yeah. Right. And uh, and that way I won't miss anybody's obituary anymore, which, yeah. which bothers me. Really, it does bother me. Um, and um, they said no. But anyway, the um, they said no. Oh, they haven't done it. So they kind of said no. They, no they, they implied no. You know, they. I think they said we don't answer to you. What are you? What are you, what are you <laughs> yeah. suggesting? To yeah. Get out of here. We want, yeah. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here, McCarthy. We sit in you. front of the microphone and talk. Right, right. That's right. it. Right. Stop <laughs> suggesting the manager what they do. All right. Hey, we got to go. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.